Welcome to Real Estate Uncovered, presented by the Real Estate Inspection Company, where we interview every type of real estate industry expert to uncover some common and not so common real estate topics. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Real Estate Uncovered. Today, I have Ben Garrison and Joe Denneler. Uh, they both, uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you, but they work for our E&O insurance carrier. And today, uh, we're going to go over some topics related to liability during the real estate transaction, especially as it surrounds the home inspection and how real estate agents can reduce their liability. So, Ben, let's start with you. Thanks, Philippe. Uh, my name is Ben Garrison. I'm the National Program Manager for Elite MGA. Uh, for the last 16 years, I've specialized in insuring home inspectors uh, across the nation and based here in, uh, in San Diego, where I've lived um, since 2006. So a lot of experience dealing in this particular niche, um, along with Joe here as well, who's our general counsel. And Joe, uh, without further ado, introduce yourself. I am Joe Denler. I am, uh, <laughs> as Ben said, I'm general counsel for uh, the elite family of companies, Elite MGA, and our new captive insurance carrier for home inspectors, Elite Re. Um, and so I am the, the chief officer for claims and risk management. I handle every claim for every state in the country. It comes through me first, and then and we take it from there. So I, I see them all, um, the good, bad, and the ugly. Well, thanks, you guys, for joining me today. And um, one of the things that we want to talk about, Joe, you're in Pennsylvania, correct? I am. Yes. Yes. So you see it from all over the country. So you can you you know about claims from uh, every region, and they vary. We're in California, so we're going to touch on that and why it's so litigious here, and and what the perils are for home inspectors and realtors in our area. Um, one of the things that you know. Uh, ben, we've worked together for several years now, so we've been through this. Mm -hmm. And you, you always take my frustrated phone calls when we get a complaint from a <laughs> from a homeowner, and uh, it's a process. And why don't you yeah. walk us through what what happens sometimes when you get that phone call from a, a guy like me, a home inspector, a uh, company owner that gets a claim? How does that look? Uh, first and foremost, it looks like I'm part time therapist because I have to uh, deal with with people that call that uh, are upset, they're angry, and they want to vent. And um, that's just part of uh, of what I do to, to listen and, and try and get the uh, the, the situation and uh, uh, get an idea of, of, of how serious it is and where to go next. And oftentimes where that can go next is deferring it to Joe in our claims department, who the guy who actually went to law school and is the attorney that can give you sound legal advice and assistance that we, um, that, which is a service that we provide. Um, I feel like there's just, and the reason we get these calls and Philippe, you can, you can attest to this. Maybe it's just the, and I've said this for years is that the general public just doesn't understand what you do as a home inspector. Right. They have unrealistic expectations. They sign your agreement, um, and they hire you, but to, to do an inspection without realizing that you're, a, you're a generalist and things will go wrong with a house and, and down the road when that happens, um, they want answers to things, not realizing that home ownership comes with risk. And that's when things get problematic and you get a phone call, then I get a phone call, and then Joe gets a phone call, and we, we, we go right down through that uh, whole claims process. 
Yeah, and, and I want to point out that in California, home inspectors are not licensed. They are licensed in other states, and so they're operating by a very specific set of rules. You know, like Texas comes to mind, uh, Arizona as well, where it's really clearly defined mm-hmm. on what the standards of practice are, what the report has to com- contain. Um, yep. So there, there are some rules there that you can follow. But California, there really are very few rules for the home inspector to follow, uh, which makes it tough. And um, if we find ourselves at the wrong end of a lawsuit, it really comes down to standard of care, which is what you know a, a competent home inspector in our market might do for a client. But it's it's really yeah. kind of nebulous, and it doesn't really always come down to the validity or the content of the report. So, Joe, I want to ask you now because you're the one who gets you know when there is a claim made and they escalate, we can't satisfy the client, uh, and it goes to you. What is your response? Like, what do you want to see in the complaint? When is something worrisome to you or how do you, how do you handle it? Well, first and foremost, we need to see the inspection documents right out of the gate because those are going to control. And, and to your point, Philippe, the, the nebulous nature of, of the law in states where there are no administrative or statutory regulations by which a home inspector has to conduct themselves when you when you take that out of the equation, you're really you know for for lack of a better term, the wild west. You, you, we don't know you know that we can we can gauge what inspectors in your area do or don't do, but when you have a, a set of laws, we know what the jury or a judge is going to look at. And so when that claim comes to us, we kind of it's it's because I was a trial lawyer for over twenty years. I I'm looking at the end game. You know, so when that comes into me, I have to play that whole scenario out because the other thing that happens is I'm, I'm spending our insured's money and whether it's their out-of-pocket deductible or, you know, that loss, those defense costs add up and that follows you. And, and I, the last thing I want to do is, is have somebody have an anchor of a, of a claim, you know, on them when we can get rid of it early. So the inspection documents tell me a lot of what I need to see. Um, if there's counsel involved for the claimant, it's more likely than not that we're either going to end up in litigation or it's going to get settled one way or the other. And, you know, we, we, the cases we allow to go to litigation or take the litigation, we, we weigh that decision very seriously because it's an impact on our client's time, um, you know, and their ability to run their business. So we, we, we have to look at every situation in a, you know, uniquely, but, uh, generally speaking, if, if the inspector has their report is sound and they have a signed written agreement with the client that set that standard, you know, and, and locked it in, those are the ones that are e- the easier to deal with than the ones where it's, it's wishy-washy what, what the inspector was supposed to do or not do in a particular situation. Got it. Well, I want to share, you know, this is how it uh, relates to real estate agents. And um, one thing is absolute in this business is that when we get a claim, a significant one, I'm not talking about, you know, a door lock that one of my guys didn't catch. I'm talking about, you know, something with some, some merit or at least some, you know, big dollar amount to it is that the real, the real estate agents always get roped into it, whether they were at fault or not. They're always named. Um, we just resolved one recently where the house built in the 70s originally had a sunken uh, living room, which was very popular back then, but the seller was an older couple. And they had that filled in with wood. They just put in wood floor joists and 
plywood and carpeted, and it appeared then that the living room was just a flat surface. And he didn't disclose that because he just didn't think it was a defect. Uh, it was, you know, design element. He just leveled out that floor. Well, when the buyers came in, they they started getting upset about all sorts of stuff because this house was a real fixer, and they sued. And that was one of the things that they claimed that the agents should have known about. And of course, there's no way they didn't lift the carpet. We didn't lift the carpet. We didn't notice that that flooring had been leveled. And um, and each of the agents, uh, obviously their E and O insurance, ended up scratching out a very big check. Even though those agents had no way to know it, there was nothing they could have done differently, but they ended up paying. And that, I think, is one of the big frustrations. Like, share share with us some of the claims that you may have heard about, which are just kind of ridiculous, but they made claims and sued and maybe got some money, maybe didn't. You know, the, the, well, the most ridiculous ones, the most ridiculous ones I have in the office right now are one alleging that the agents and the home inspector were supposed to know that a well um, was the well water was, uh, you know, poison for lack of a better word, but they didn't ask for a well test. It wasn't part of the scope of work, but everybody got sucked in. It's a $2 million property. So there's a lot of, you know, there's enough money to keep the lawyers interested in it. And those are generally the worst ones. And the States where we have the toughest time are, you know, not surprisingly the States where we pay more in legal fees that going through the court system costs so much more. And that's really what it comes down to a lot of times is, you know, whether you're an agent or an inspector, there's a fixed fee that's going to be spent here to, to fight this case. And, you know, some cases can't be resolved in the beginning. You have no choice. You need to do discovery. And, and sometimes we need to show people why we're right. But it really does drag everybody in the transaction gets sucked into this, this vortex of money. And, you know, we, for our part, try to resolve things quickly if, if they can be resolved. Um, but, you know, by the same token, we stand by our inspectors if, if they feel strongly about a case. You know, we, we, won't, we won't settle a claim without their consent. Yeah, and it is, uh, it is frustrating when, you know, we can't, we're not even kind of put in the position to defend ourselves. Yeah. It goes straight to that dollar figure, which is, hey, this is going to get expensive and we, we want to settle it. And of course the, you know, the frustration is that it may sound great that the insurance company's writing this check and not me, but as you pointed out, it does follow us and leads to higher, E and O uh, premiums, not only for us, but then they're spread around the entire industry, um, yeah. which just obviously it's passed on. So it makes inspections more expensive. And, and that's really what, in my 18 years doing this, that is what has led to home inspection reports getting bigger and more detailed. And sometimes agents are frustrated by that because they're getting, you know, what used to be a 20-page inspection report, and now it's 60, 70, 80, even 100 pages because they're they're so carefully documented. Um, yeah. But Ben, what about you? You're actually in California, and uh, what are some of the cases that you've seen here that just ended up settling, even though they may not have really had any merit? Well, I tell you, one notable one was a couple of years ago. It was a rodent claim. One of my inspectors did an inspection up in Oceanside, and uh, his inspector reported that there was um, evidence of uh, of rodent dropping, cited environmental issues, cited health issues. But the buyer, instead of relying on the inspector's report, relied on the seller's disclosure, which omitted everything about uh, anything related to rodents um, or any evidence of droppings, any any problems. So the buyer moves in. Um, or they close on the house and then they tent the house and all the rodents had died behind the walls. 
and um, they had there was a putrid smell in the house after this, and they opened up the walls and they saw the damage. So the uh, buyer's attorney reached out to my insurer, the inspection company, and says, hey, we're going to go to mediation with the, uh, the seller here. We don't get what we want from the seller. We're coming after you. Put your insurance company on notice. Well, lo and behold, 30 days later, my insured gets, uh, gets a summons. And he's named as a defendant along with the agents, along with the escrow company, along with the termite company, everybody. Um, and this dragged on for about two years, and the insurance report couldn't have been more couldn't have been more defensible and written in a way that uh, that, that he covered his bases. But uh, it wound up settling. Um, it was it was going to go to court uh, within days. It uh, wound up settling, and even my insurance said, "Let's just settle it. Let's get it over with." Mm-hmm. And we uh, we took a bath to a tune of one hundred eighty grand on that one between wow. settlement and uh, and defense. Now that insured my inspector did nothing wrong. But that's a hundred and eighty thousand dollar claim. That's going to follow him. He's going to pay a price for that, and that's and that's part of the problem with this profession. And there's no recourse. He couldn't, as part of the settlement, he couldn't counter sue or go back yeah. after them because mm-hmm. the settlement agreement precluded him from doing that. Yeah. So you're stuck. All right. Well, I'm glad you brought up. Um Everybody relying on the seller's disclosure, and I think what's uh, one of the trends lately is that home inspections have been waived in many cases. And what does that do? It really, it really puts everybody, um, it makes everybody reliant on what the seller is disclosing. Now there's no home inspector, there's no professional evaluating this home, so the listing agent is relying on the seller's disclosure. The buyers and the buyers agents are also relying on that. Um, we hear about walk and talks or, you know, verbal only type evaluations. I don't like calling them inspections because they're really not. Uh, and I think there's, you know, legal definition there. But what is your advice to home inspectors who are doing this in some cases just to keep their doors open because their business has slowed down so much that they're doing these verbal uh, consultations for a fraction of the price? or um, buyers are waiving inspections altogether, do you see some litigation coming based on the waiving of inspections? Yeah, I certainly do. And, you know, the home inspector's role in the, in the transaction is really to cover everybody. The seller, it covers the agents on both sides of the transaction. It covers everybody else because the home inspector, if they're doing their job right, they're making an objective analysis of, of the conditions that they can see. And, when you take that out of the equation, there's more room for conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You know, you see more situations. There's no factual disclosure other than what's in the disclosure issued by the seller. And it leaves the buyer with questions about who knew what and when. And the buyer would have had all that critical information had they had a home inspection. Right. Um, and I, I would say, you know, it shouldn't be driven. There's a big difference between a, a seller agreeing to a contingency that the inspection may change the price versus the buyer just having an inspection so they know what they're getting into. And maybe they're, maybe it doesn't affect, there's no negotiation on it, there's no contingency, but at least know what you're getting. Right. And, and it really protects the agents too, because there's no question what's in that inspection report at that point. Um, so it, it does, you know, I can see, I foresee a lot of failure to disclose claims and, you know, the, usually with them, they tag the agents and try to say that, you know, everybody conspired mm-hmm. um, to, 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 you know, uh, to make this person buy this house that wasn't worth what it was worth. And, 
you, you take a lot of that out of the game when you have a home inspection and a written I, report, because then there's no denying what, what was there, what they knew. I agree. And why wouldn't you defer that liability onto a professional? Um, I don't know. But there's even listing agents who are saying we're only accepting offers that have no inspection contingency. So they're they're like promoting like, hey, you can buy this house as is. Mm. Don't we're not going to accept any offers with inspections, period. So I see yeah. them opening up liability for themselves because a buyer is going to say, hey, you wouldn't let me get an inspection on this. So uh, I think it's going to be a mess in about six months with um, all these waived inspections, especially because people have paid, you know, top, top, top of the market and then some yeah. to get a house. And now now they are going to feel screwed. So I mean, Ben and I were talking about that in San Diego, a house near him. It, it's literally the size of a, of a bedroom in some houses going for a half a million dollars, you know, and you know that seller is probably not going to allow an inspection, but that's kind of that's where we're at. And then, ben, I've asked myself this question, like and think about like if I were to sell my house right now, I could I could put it on the market with no inspection. And, my, and I have a huge incentive to do that as a seller you know, buy it as is or don't buy it. And the market is such that there's no inventory and therefore I can call the shots as a seller. So I think, you know, the, I think the agents ultimately, if they're encouraging that sort of uh, 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 procedure or lack thereof, they're the ones, I mean, if they're encouraging this, shouldn't they be held liable or will they be held liable for, for, for trying to, to, to diminish the, the, the inspection or the need for one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, yeah, you know, that's I think we're going to see in six, seven, eight months. Who's to blame for this? Yeah, someone's yeah, going to be to blame. And then we always talk to the the agent that shies away from a thorough inspection. You know, maybe using thermal imaging and oh, because if we don't find it, then we don't know. We don't have to disclose. And and it's such old school thinking because they're going to get named. And you want you know, I'm going to ask you guys what what is your Joe? Let's start with you. What is your advice to um, realtors, buyers, agents who have a client? Um, how do they, you know, what should they be doing to reduce their own liability when it comes to the inspection, you know, and and not just home inspection, all of it. So what should they be doing to protect themselves? They should be candid and, and fully, you know, fully speak with their client about the scope of a home inspection. And, you know, I, as agents, agents will find home inspectors they like to work with because the home inspector does a great job at, at their profession, at their craft. And, you know, that, that, I, I think that if the clients are more fully aware of the scope, and really it's the limitations, right? We we can say it's a visual home inspection, but what I think the clients fail to understand sometimes is the home inspector can't go in and move people's things around because that's not their client. You know, you don't own the house yet, and so there has to be limitations. And I think it, it, the more the more a client understands what what a home inspector can and can't do, the less chance there is for the buyer to be dissatisfied with the agent or the inspector, you know, and, and, and that they, they know that there might be things that the inspection is just never going to turn up and, mm-hmm. and to be prepared for that. That's, you know, buying real estate, there are some risks, even, even when you've got all the I's and cross all the T's, but if you have an inspection, you're going to eliminate a lot of those risks, a yeah. lot of them. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, I mean, not being biased here, but, um, you know, you want to, you want to work with somebody who's operating at the highest levels of the profession, you know, somebody who's got experience and uses the right tools and, and, uh, the bedside manner of course is a, is a benefit because that's just the communication part of it. But you, you know, as an agent, you want an inspector to find stuff and disclose it and get it out on the table. 
um, early on in the process. You don't want to wait till the buyer finds it three months after they move in. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, so, and, and okay. that's without a doubt. That's one hundred percent correct for you. One hundred percent. Now, Ben, uh, regarding the actual home inspectors, um, what do you recommend to home inspectors to also reduce? Like, what are some must-do things that home inspectors um, in California and across the country should be doing to really uh, minimize their exposure to claims? I've always kind of had an old-school mindset, Philippe, of people generally don't want to sue people that they like and trust, right? If you develop a good rapport with your customer, and this is assuming you have the technical skills, the education, the training, if you develop a good rapport with your customer, they're present at the inspection, they're there, uh, they can ask questions. Uh, and some inspectors don't like that, right? They find it to be a distraction. There's mm -hmm. different schools of thought of how that works and everyone's different. But I firmly believe that the, if you can develop that rapport and if there's something that goes wrong with a house two months later that they call you instead of a roofer, instead of a plumber, or instead of someone else, it's going to maybe say, well, your home inspector should have caught this. Yeah. Because seven times out of 10, the claims where that starts is when a contractor comes over to the house and says, oh, your home inspector should have seen this. You should call him. He probably has insurance. Exactly. That's when the party starts and that's when you're getting an invitation but if you can, if, if they can call you and they feel a level of comfort in calling you, that's a great chance for you to reduce your risk by handling it. Maybe they want to call and vent to you and just yeah. and explain to you the situation. Maybe you could point out on in the report that they didn't read where you notated the defect, mm -hmm. and that they didn't they didn't do anything about it. Yeah, which um, is very often so, the case. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we, um, I tell my guys all the time, um, you know, the best way not to get sucked into one of those is just don't miss any defects, right? And and I'm not sure that that's 100% going to protect us moving forward because like you said, uh, something may be acceptable for a house based on its age um, and the scope of the inspection, but you get a contractor in there who whatever his motivation is, maybe a job or he's just looking at it from today's standards and, and he does, he throws the uh, inspector under the bus and um, and you know, that can drag everyone in. It's that, it's that thread on the sweater that somebody plucks at and the whole thing unravels. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's see. So parting wisdom, uh, for inspectors, Ben, they should carry a, a good, you know, policy. Cause there's also some old school thinking out there that if someone doesn't have insurance, they can't be sued. Cause who's going to bother suing mm -hmm. somebody with no deep pockets. What do you think about that? Right. Case by case, I think for depending on the company, and Joe, you would be better equipped to answer this, but I think a, a reasonable attorney would assume that you're a company that has assets, insurance or no insurance, and you're going to have some sort of assets to go after right. and not carrying insurance right. and, and rolling the dice and saying, well, I don't have insurance, so can't take blood from a stone or come and get me. Yeah. I don't know that that's a very good uh, uh, way to insulate yourself. No, it's not. It, it never works. I mean, you know, we hear all different permutations of you know, everything's in somebody else's name, you know, that stuff's all well and good until you're paying the lawyer $500 an hour, you know, yeah. to deal with the problem. I, it never works out that way. Um, and insurance, um, you know, it, it, it supports you when you have the claim that could end your business. And, th and that's, and it can happen. And we're dealing with real estate and people's safety, whether you're the agent or the inspector, and you're dealing with very serious things, and people's homes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want to be, if something does happen, you want to have something behind you to, to, to at least take the financial burden off your shoulders. And, and the only way to do that effectively in today's market is with insurance. Joe, what's the biggest, uh, what's the biggest claim you've ever seen? 
related to um, I've seen claims in excess of $2 million. The most I've ever paid out on a claim I handled over the 20 years when I was a defense lawyer was a half a million dollars, and it involved a, a, a death case. Mm. Um, but I've had claims for, for in the millions, but I've never been hit for that amount or, or, or settled for that amount. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. I think big takeaways are agents, set expectations, uh, home inspectors, don't miss anything, and uh, do a solid job on your inspections and carry a good policy. Uh, give Ben a call so he can hook you up because uh, he's been biased and he has been my therapist um, at no additional charge. I have to admit, I think it's written into the policy there. Uh, so I appreciate your, your letting me vent to you on numerous occasions. Uh, and Joe, thank you so much for your wisdom and your time today. Gentlemen, again, thank you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Philippe. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Welcome to Real Estate Uncovered, presented by the Real Estate Inspection Company, where we interview every type of real estate industry expert to uncover some common and not so common real estate topics. Thanks for tuning in. 